Hi, and welcome to this October episode of SBCCD TA's podcast. I'm Brandi Bayless, and I'm proud of myself every time I make it through our acronym. I teach math at Crafton, and I'm one of the full-time union reps at Crafton, and I'm also the communications lead, which is why I'm doing this podcast. I'm also in charge of the website and the social media, so if you have any feedback on that, feel free to share it with me through my email on the website or through the Contact Us form on the website. This podcast is a way for our members to listen to updates on their own time as a conversation rather than reading through a long email or a newsletter. Our eboard has an ongoing goal to increase communication with our members. We currently have monthly luncheons at both campuses, monthly donuts at Crafton, evening pizza at Valley, a blog, regular emails, this podcast, a YouTube channel, and social media, including Twitter and Instagram. You can find all of those linked on our website on every page on the left-hand side. Communication does run both ways, so we want to thank you for taking the time to tune in and hear some updates, but we also want to recruit some active voices from our faculty. If you run into an issue that you feel the union should address, even if you're not sure, please just send us an email, give us a call, contact us through our website, or come to one of our many events. The luncheons are the third Wednesday at 12 in LRC 226 at Crafton, and the fourth Wednesday at noon, typically in the sunroom at Valley. Our events for the semester have been added to our website, and you will see it's possible to RSVP for all events. This isn't required, but it is a handy way to add the event to your personal calendar. This month's show includes updates on negotiations, union giveaways, yay, the contract, and maternity leave. From here, I'm actually going to lead into a short segment on engagement with the union, and after that, we'll lead into our updates with the union president, Meredith McLaren. Hi, me again. I wanted to take this opportunity to give a short spiel about union engagement. So if you could just hold on a second, I need to hop up on my soapbox and get all arranged. So at the recent fall conference, I was lucky enough to attend a session on engaging membership. This is obviously where my passion lies. It's the reason I'm sitting here making a podcast. I know that an active membership leads to a stronger union, but I have recently engaged in conversations that have told me that we as an e-board need to do a better job of showing our members that fact. Luckily, part of the session I attended was dedicated to why. Why does it matter if our unionship is engaged if we already have the e-board to essentially deal with the business of the union? The speaker used a helpful analogy and I wanted to share it with you. The incorrect way to think of a union is as a bank where we make a deposit each month in the form of dues, and when we need to, we swing by for withdrawal. The more accurate way to think of a union is as a gym. We pay dues each month to support the cost of the gym's existence, but if we do not attend the gym, we will not see the benefits. Our union is only as strong as the members who join it. The more engagement, feedback, activity, and voice we have from our membership, the stronger the role of the union on our campuses. This allows SBCCDTA to move away from the union and a handful of faculty on an executive board to our union with a shared goal of improving working conditions, benefits, and salaries for our instructors so that they in turn can focus on the success of our students. The more united we are behind that goal, the more likely we are to be successful. So, if you are a proud member of the union, then we make the plea that you show it in any way you can. Hang a union sign. Attend a union event, like one of our lunches. Wear a union shirt or a lanyard or a button. Voice this positive opinion to your peers whenever possible. 
Strong support of the union gives the union more strength. Thank you for listening. I look forward to seeing you at an upcoming event. And now, with no further ado, here is the interview with our union president, Meredith McLaren. We're here once again with Meredith McLaren, our union president, to give you some updates on negotiations, on our cool new t-shirts, on our sweet new markers, <laughs> and on our new contract and some new faculty introductions. Hello, good to be back. Mm. So let's get started with negotiations. What's going on with negotiations? So negotiations has started. It's always a little slow at the beginning of the year. Um, it seems to pick up more at the end, but we have been meeting regularly. Negotiations team have been meeting typically on the second and fourth um, Fridays of the month. Um, Sherry, the lead negotiator, sent out a kind of a general update, uh, I think at the beginning of this week or last week. Um, it's also posted, I believe, on the website. Yes, I've posted it to the website um, as a blog post, but I can also tweet it out. Yep. Um, so it, there's a lot of details, a lot of information on that, so I'm just going to kind of hit some of those highlights um, from there. Uh, one thing, though, I do want to just put a, a plug out for we are still looking for a part-time faculty member to serve on the negotiations team. Um, I think it's always good to have the part-time voice there um, at the table. Um, and so if anybody is thinking or interested, um, contact me or Sherry Lillard um, now that we're getting spring schedules. Right, you out. can also use the contact us form on our website um, or you can uh, DM us in a tweet. But it really is important to have a very diverse group at our negotiations table. So we're getting all ideas out while we're having these conversations. So if you do have availability, please reach out and let us know. Um, so other highlights from negotiations, uh, at the beginning of the semester we did sign um, an honors uh, course MOU. Um, we had um, a slight issue with over-enrollment in some of the classes uh, at Crafton, so this is mainly at Crafton, not Valley, um, and we were able to negotiate a resolution to the issue at the table um, at the very beginning of the semester. So the honors MOU um, is available on our website, um, and I personally emailed everybody who was involved um, yep. with the situation. Mm -hmm. And we also tweeted that one out. But the honors MOU brought up an issue with the honors courses, right? Yes, yes. There is currently a little bit of a disparity between how honors students and honors courses are handled between Crafton and Valley. Um, and so it kind of brought to light this bigger issue, which we are continuing to work on. Um, we are working with the district to identify how we want to proceed um, in the future with honors students in courses. Mm. Okay. So. What was another one that came up? Um, another one that we've had some questions on was, oh, the seniority lists. Mm -hmm. uh, every fall, the district is required to do a full-time seniority list and a part-time seniority list. Uh, the, both of those lists are finished um, and have been emailed out, I believe, to department chairs and deans, um, and I believe they will go campus-wide. Um, so if you get a minute, if you want to look at those lists, um, take a look, make sure you're on it and they're kind of in the right place. And if there's any questions, um, then you can contact Carla um, at the district office. Um, and in order to kind of get some of the things, uh, the process is a little bit more solid, we realized we, there are things that we have done with seniority that we didn't actually have in the contract. Um, one of them is the lottery. So when we have full-time and or part-time faculty hired on the same day, um, we have to assign everybody a rank. 
And so it's... Okay, because their seniority level would be exactly the same. Exactly. So their they have to order them. Exactly. And so full-time um, and part-time, um, we have a really high-tech process where we write numbers on little pieces of paper and put them in a basket and shake the basket and draw names or draw numbers. And get one of those cool tumblers. I know. We've and had like a few people. lottery balls. Yes, exactly. Have suggested that. I also pointed out that I do believe... Um, Google and Siri can both be random number generators, but anyway, for this year we did our old-fashioned way. So does the um, part-time faculty member have to be present for that drawing? They do not have to be, but they are eligible if they want to be. Um, so an email is sent out to anybody who is going to have a seniority number drawn through the lottery, and they have the choice to come and draw their own number, or they designate me as the president to draw for them. And okay. this time that's what that's what we did. I drew everybody's number okay. um, and put them in the list. Um, so what we did is that we have um, an MOU which dealt with seniority, which uh, you know kind of memorialized this lottery process, which mm -hmm. we have been doing for years, but was never really written down. Um, and it also addressed um, full-time temporary faculty. We are uh, getting quite a few more full-time temporary faculty, um, and it was not really clear where their seniority would lie, whether it would stay with the full-time list, whether it would stay with the part-time list. Um, and so uh, ultimately what we decided to do was keep them on both so that if they have get the full-time position, then they're, they are given credit, a year credit for their full-time work. If they go back to being part-time, fully part-time, um, then they do not lose any years. They are given the seniority basically from when they started. So okay, yeah, that was a question that had come up. Mm -hmm. to me so it's nice to get some clarification on how that would work right and I believe that is also posted on the yeah I was website. going to say the the full MOU is posted on the website and there's also a list of all of the MOUs posted on the website mm -hmm. so and it's in one one area and we've added a search to the website so if you're yes. having a hard time finding anything Perfect. you open the menu and use the search and you should be able to pull up any document or any page there you went on there yes Brandy you've done an excellent job with our Thanks. web page tooting my horn over here um, yes uh, oh speaking of web page just quickly I did submit it for a uh, CTA award ooh. so we will find out very soon whether all of your hard work <laughs> <laughs> is recognized by the I state hope I get a CTA. cool trophy. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. But okay. mm. And then the, the last one I wanted to ask about was the preparation for online instructors. There's been a lot of questions on this one in particular. Yes, yes, this one has come up. We've had a lot of faculty reaching out to, to get clarification on this. Um, so the um, approval process for teaching online has been slightly different between Valley and Crafton for the last couple of years and that's fine because it is a campus decision the campus gets to decide um, what are their approved trainings to get instructors prepared to teach online um, but Valley has developed a training program and in their effort to make sure that everybody was fully prepared the training program became kind of an intense four-week online class that instructors needed to be taking um, and it it was becoming a bit burdensome burdensome in terms of time um, both for full-time but especially for part-time there was some overlap between the courses as well yes I did want to point out that our processes have not been the same in the past but mm -hmm. because of the negative impact that had on our part-time faculty both the DE coordinators from each campus which each campus has two and the district got together and we made one uniformed plan Yes. And that would be part of the reason Valley is pushing to try and get this all matched up. Exactly. Um, and so it is a big <laughs> sacrifice, but we did it to try and maintain mm -hmm. some 
some unity between the campuses for the sake of our part-time faculty that are going back and forth. Right, and I think in an effort to do that as quickly as possible to get them equal and streamlined, um, you know, there was this push to get faculty to be trained as quickly as possible. Um, and so we have had a lot of discussion between um, the, the union and the district about what are the timelines, what are the requirements, getting some more clarification. Um, if you've been trained at Crafton, you know, in online, does that transfer automatically to Valley, Valley to Crafton, you know, what's the reciprocity between the two? Um, and I think it's been good because I think it's cleared up a lot of, right. of, of miscommunication um, at the luncheon. The DE coordinator from Valley was there and she talked about, um, you know, trying to do something to reduce the time commitment, you know, in that four week period that they're going to look at doing longer classes so that it's not quite a 10 hour, you know, a week requirement to be doing this online class. So I think she's definitely heard, she's willing to work, um, and I think we're going to see a much, you know, a much easier process or more flexibility in the yes. process of getting this done. So mm -hmm. currently the only way we were running these was through at one and there was mm -hmm. not a lot of flexibility offered, no. but the intention is to move them within the district to be able to run our own trainings and yes. set our own timelines. Yes. Um, or so to choose at one courses that were longer. Yes. I think that was the other option to choose a 10 week course as opposed to trying to get it that all are hosted directly four. through at one and also yes. to maybe get some very clear guidelines on what kind of um, if uh, what is the word I'm looking for? When you get the training somewhere else and we'll accept it because it's similar. Right, so, um, yes, I'm sorry, I can't remember that word either. <laughs> <laughs> but to allow training yes, from outside like the campus to work well. it, will yes, be, it, will, it will be, you know, looked at. Um, if you took it at RCC, then, then Valley can look at it and see if it meets their requirements. And if it does, then you will be given, you know, approval to teach right. online at Valley. Our goal is well. to get clarification on this timeline to make mm -hmm. sure that uh, instructors aren't being asked to do more work than is reasonable. Right. And to get that written down so that everybody has the same expectations and, and the process has been clarified. Yes. clarified. And it's not that we've heard faculty are not saying that they don't want to be trained. That's not, I'm not hearing that at all. It was more of just, this is it's a lot much. of training. <laughs> yes, it's impossible <laughs> to do this in the semester. Um, the other thing that we are also looking at is because we did realize that the timeline is a little bit longer than they had originally stated. Um, I believe they're looking at maybe getting all of this done by 2021. What we can do is move some of this training into those in-service days, to those mandatory in-service days. Um, maybe have a day or two of training availability for instructors who want to do that at that time rather than trying to do it in right. the middle of a semester. Or mm -hmm. essentially like a tutoring session because the accessibility training can be very intense. Yes. So yes. even just running the, the full training in conjunction with some of those days so there's essentially tutoring yes. on accessibility would be very helpful. Exactly. So we heard, we heard the faculty um, and their issues and we have reached out and we're working on getting these things resolved. Um, and so we are certainly encouraging faculty, if you can wait to take this training for a little while, since we know there's not quite the time crunch, uh, we encourage you, if you can wait, to go ahead and do so until we can get this negotiated and figured out a little more. Um, if you cannot or you really feel like this will be beneficial to you and you want to get this training, by all means, you are welcome to take the training. We're not saying not to take the training, um, but just to let you time. know it's not, you have a little more time than maybe was originally um, communicated and so we will get this figured out um, 
Yes, and in the upcoming to reiterate, month. we're planning on meeting with our negotiations lead, mm -hmm. the district, and the coordinators from both campuses to clarify and right. write down exactly what the expectations are, because what we've mostly heard from this is that nobody's really quite sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Not sure what training I need, not exactly. sure if it works at both campuses, not sure right. how fast I have to do it. Right. So we really want some clear documentation on this so that faculty don't have to wonder and they know exactly what the exactly. expectations are. Exactly. And that's, that's what's always hard and I think frustrating is when you talk to one or two people and they say one thing, you talk to somebody else, and it's a slightly different, a different um, read on it. And so, yes, our goal is to get it uniform, unified, and <laughs> figure out and clear for everybody. Steps yes. to complete. Oh, um, but I did want to point out that um, there have been uh, some part-time especially who are worried about losing their class for spring or for fall if they do not get this training done in time. Um, and now that the timeline has been pushed back, we will certainly encourage you know training once we get this figured out with the negotiations. Um, but you will not, at this point, lose a class or you cannot be removed from a class which you have previously taught online because you do not have this training done by the end of the semester. Right, and that was the union's big red flag and the reason yes. that we came yes. so quickly to this issue is because we cannot take no. classes away from instructors who are expecting them right. with this kind of timeline and this exactly. kind of requirement that would exactly. be um, an unfair thing to do to our members. Exactly. And so, and, I, and we're working on it. It's going to get there. I, I have confidence that we'll be able to figure it out. Okay, great. Uh, so moving on from negotiations, like I said, there was quite a bit that we went over, including lecture lab parity, but it has been detailed in a mailer, and I don't want to spend too much time and make this podcast, you know, an hour and a half long <laughs> reading through every one of these. No. So moving on from there, we do have some new bling. Yes, yes. So we have new uh, t-shirts. We try to do t-shirts every couple of years, um, and so we have um, had some new t-shirts made up. Um, but we do have some requirements if, in order to get a t-shirt. Uh, one of the things that we are wanting to do is get some member feedback for these podcasts. What do members want us to talk about? Is there a specific issue or a question that you want? Um, and so if you wanted to email Brandy with your questions, things that we can use in our podcasts. So you're welcome to email me. You can use the contact us form on our website yep. or you can send us a direct message through Twitter. Any of those are good, but to, to your point, when we get together for these podcasts, it, without the questions, which we've mentioned several times so far, is that I had a question on that and I had heard a question mm -hmm. on this, it would just be me and Meredith going, do you understand this? Yes, me too. <laughs> have a nice day. Exactly. <laughs> um, because we're in all the meetings and we have all the background, and so it's really hard for us to identify what might be missing, right. what pieces of information people really need. And so those questions are extremely helpful, and we're willing to bribe for them. Exactly. <laughs> so you send us a question. You tell us, we'll put up pictures of the T-shirts. You tell us what size and color, and we will drop a T-shirt in the mail to you. Um, the other thing we have is we have uh, some whiteboard markers with our fun little logo on them um, and so we are encouraging people if you follow us on Twitter yes, yes. if you follow on Twitter um, if you just email me your email or whatever your Twitter name is um, we can look you up and verify and then once we see that we will send you some whiteboard markers some whiteboard markers those, those are gold on this yes, yes. they're hard to track down <laughs> they are um, and I do believe they're even magnetic although we yep, haven't they figured stick out to the board they do stick yes. to the board so I have my own I followed us on Twitter <laughs> exactly. in case you're wondering <laughs> <laughs> um, so we do have these great things and, and other things might come up over time if you have ideas for things oh uh, the other thing for getting a t-shirt is uh, we are currently in the process of trying to get as many 
members and get the word out about the union. So if you have an opportunity to talk to a part-time faculty member, find out if they're a union member. If they are not, and you can encourage them to fill out an application, uh, they give you credit for it, we'll send you a t-shirt for doing that as and well. And the new member gets one as well. And the new member will get one as well. So hopefully eventually we'll have everybody wearing their wonderful SBCCBTA t-shirts. Right, we want to see those purple t-shirts all over campus. Exactly. Very noticeable. Exactly, <laughs> they are. They stand out. We get lots of compliments on them when we wear them. So Everybody knows who yes. we're representing. Who we are. So. Okay, so uh, let's see. The new contract has been posted. Yes, yes. So the new contract is up online, and we are in the process of getting hard copies printed. Um, of the contract with the updated language. Um, it's printed by the district, so I just kind of check in with them every now and then. We will have hard copies uh, put on both campuses. Typically, I leave them in the VPI office on both campuses. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you are wanting a hard copy of the contract, just go up there and grab one. Um, if you don't want the paper, then you can just go online and, and search it online. Yeah, so. and then so it's a PDF, which is nice because then it's searchable. It online. is searchable. Yes. And you get the hard copy and you're looking for that one word about parody exactly. or something. Exactly. Control there for F an hour. is your friend. <laughs> Control F is your friend <laughs> <laughs> to find specifics. So, yep, that's what's available. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then uh, we're going around trying to meet with new faculty. Yes, we've had quite a new ha uh, quite a new number of new faculty hired this year, which is awesome. It's great. That's great for the campuses, and it's also great for the union. Um, and so I have started to just try to have some one-on-one -on -one welcoming appointments. Um, deliver a T-shirt if you're a new faculty. You get a T-shirt. Um, just to talk with them, see how they're making the transition. If they have questions about the union, oftentimes people have not worked. Mm -hmm. in, in a place with a union. So just trying to answer questions, let them know where they can go for information, um, and just trying to help them with the sometimes overwhelming first year um, yeah. of a new job. It's a year of acronyms and it random is. words like sunshining. <laughs> yes. just. Yes. Um, so I do want to encourage as well those new faculty that are listening to these podcasts, if we're using terms that you're not familiar with, um, any acronyms that you're not familiar with or even just the relationship between the union and mm -hmm. like the academic senates and the district and what everybody's role is, uh, feel free to submit those questions. We'd love to have some podcasts on it, but it really does help to get the questions going. Just like in a classroom, yep. when you're lecturing, if nobody's asking a question, it's really hard to keep going. Right, to come up with things to talk about. <laughs> Although Brandy and I do pretty good. Yeah, we do. We do. A lot. But it really <laughs> would be good to have some focused questions because this, this podcast is for the members. Yes. It's to get information to the members. So we want to make sure we're the information that you want exactly that you want and you need so okay thank um, you again is there anything else I don't know just to let you know about um, we did just had a conference a CCA conference okay. up in San Jose which went really well always an interesting conference we will be having another one in Southern California in February we have um, spots available for faculty to attend. Mm -hmm. So if you are interested and want to just come and learn a little bit more about the union or the community college in the state of California in general, um, be sure to reach out, let us know. We will have a few spots. We're looking on trying to, trying to get a few more additional spots even to what we're allowed. Um, because I think this is a, a fabulous opportunity for the membership to, to kind of come out and see. They're, like I said, usually interesting and always fun. Always a fun time. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and thank you for bringing up the conference. That reminded me, uh, maternity leave came up at that conference. Yes. And we got some information on the fact that our maternity leave, our 50% pay after we run out of sick time, does apply for our part-time faculty. For our part-timers as well. So we are huge. working to meet with HR and mm -hmm. get some detailed information on how part-time faculty can take care of that, take advantage of that. Yes. Exactly, because that can be a very scary situation. 
um, when you don't know what will happen to your classes and how much bonding time you'll get with your baby. We want to make sure that's clearly documented and that our, our part-time faculty can take advantage. Right, and I think that's the big thing is oftentimes part-time faculty assume that they are not entitled to any of these benefits, um, but this one, they this are. One you get. So make to sure clarify, you, you when you have maternity leave, you have time that you take off, mm -hmm. you would use your sick time, whatever that is, and then after that you should receive 50% of your pay. Yes. Differential pay it applies to part-time faculty yeah. as well. So mm -hmm. at maximum, they can only take up to 50% of your pay. Exactly. But there's, there are times when you might earn more than that. Mm -hmm. But at least get 50% of your right. pay after you run out of sick time. Right. And our goal is to meet with HR and figure out, get the details. Get the details so that we can communicate the details to yeah. our faculty. Do you have to be scheduled for classes? Do you exactly. have to remain on the schedule? Exactly. Even How though you know that you're not intending to teach the class? Exactly. It's, very, it's a confusing thing it is. to there's, work there's, through. I'm sure there are some, some little nuances to, to getting that all worked out and we want to make sure we know what they are. We'll get it clearly documented. We'll get the document posted and then especially for those those members of part-time faculty, even full-time faculty, that this mm -hmm. is affecting directly. Be sure to review that when you see it come up and send us any questions you have on yes. so that we can clarify any documentation. Yep, yep, sounds good. Okay, right. thank you so much for your time again. Thank you, Brandy. Mm. me again, Brandy, here to thank you for listening and to remind you to hit that subscribe button so that you can stay up to date with your local union.